today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Very special edition of Tech Talk, brought to you by our good friends at uh, Vacuum Man, of course. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, uh, joins us on the program. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing extremely well. I have to say, it was uh, a shock, and I'm not sure if you brought this up earlier, but... No, no, you know, not yet. Well, uh, it was it was funny because I spoke with Michelle and I went out for dinner and we happened to see you. I didn't even recognize you, and I and we talk every week. And I'm thinking to myself, you look familiar until you until you spoke, which obviously you have a very unique voice. And I'm like, Bill, oh my, yeah, that's amazing. I haven't seen you in so long. You look great, and it's amazing what COVID has done that it's just perspective, like just completely removed any kind of physical understanding. So I have to say this live to everyone, Bill and I talk every week obviously with tech talk but we haven't seen each other in over a year and he looks fantastic the man looks amazing <laughs> folks Just well we've, we've known each that. other well what, about 25 years now we've been we go back a long way more than that I yeah. guess. more than 25 years uh and and you know we've been friends all that time and uh this is the first time i guess in over a year that i've seen you and rebecca and I, we were both at one of our favorite dining rooms here in hamilton uh and J- rebecca and i were just leaving and, and you and michelle were just coming in and it caught me off guard too uh, because we hadn't <laughs> seen another for such a long time so it was kind of neat right. kind of neat and we social distance by the way you know Ooh, just kind of right. you know high fives from 10 feet away and that sort of thing but uh and it was a great place and it was great to see it and one of these days buddy one of these days we're going to be able to do that and actually sit at the same table I'm looking forward to it, Bill. I really am, but it was great. Anyway, it was funny. I know it sounds so awkward on radio when you talk every week, but yes, uh, got physically to see he really does exist, folks. He's not artificial intelligence or robotic in any in any form. So, well, he, because, he's a real because you, I guess you were parked in the car, whatever. I, I was standing by the door there, and I saw your wife first. I thought, that looks like Michelle. That couldn't be. No, it, oh, that looks like Adam. Oh, anyway, it was fun. It was good to see you guys. It was really good to see you as well. All right, let's, let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, one of the things you've talked about in the past, of course, is uh, reaction to stuff that people post, whether it's on social media, on YouTube, anything like this. Uh, and it can really be a downer because some people are just playing cruel with their comments uh, and their, their assessments of some of this stuff. And YouTube's going to try to do something about it. Yeah, we're seeing this a lot with all the social medias, and we brought it up on a few uh, segments of Tech Talk. But specifically now, YouTube is jumping into that uh, the hate message, which has been very, very, uh, I would say, popular. Um, and that is where when you look at a YouTube video, you always have the thumbs up and how many, how many views, how many thumbs up, and how many thumbs down. And I guess uh, they got a bunch of uh, uh, psychiatrists to take a look at it. And it's interesting. Human nature is when something's negative, they won't even watch it. People will just give it a thumbs down. Now, Here's the, here's the caveat to it all. It's not that you can't uh, not vote it down. It's just that it doesn't display how many negatives there are. It will only show the positives to the public. In behind the scenes, if you've got a YouTube video that you're uh, uploading and you're, you're going to be monitoring how successful it is, then you would be able to see how many people don't like your video or give it the thumbs down for that matter. And the reason for that is, is to understand creativity, how to where improve your creativity. If people aren't liking your video, it shouldn't be publicly displayed. It should be for your own knowledge. And so Google's finally figured that out through YouTube is that, fu- that they're going to hide those negative thumbs down 
so it doesn't become sort of a, a rolling thing where people go, ah, let's all give it the thumbs down. This actually was triggered, Bill, back with the whole Disney Plus, when the firing of Gina over the whole situation of a, of a negative tweet, this actually what ramped it up. Many people were going on, pushing on that negative uh, thumbs down, and they didn't even know what they were uh, putting their negative towards. They didn't even watch the video. So anyway, this is, a, this is an outcome to kind of remove that negative bullying that can happen on social media. Yeah, it's just a matter of piling on, isn't it? It is. It's, a, it's, a, it's like habit. It's kind of like, I don't like that. Really? I don't like that either. Okay, meanwhile, they may not have any merit of why they're saying they don't like it. Yeah, well, and what do they know anyway? So <laughs> if they don't like my stuff, to heck with them. Uh, listen, COVID has affected everything and everybody, and, and Apple Maps is responding to that now. Apple Maps is improving every day. As we know, Google Maps is the leader, but don't hands off the, the Apple Maps. And I'm giving Apple a little plug here, Bill, but if you're using Apple Maps, COVID-19 travel guides are now available with over 300 airports worldwide. And what does that mean? It means that they will give you specific details because there's a lot of questions with COVID right now. Where can you travel? When you arrive, what is it you have to be prepared for? Do you need a test? Can you, do you take a test? Are you quarantined? All those elements are obviously unique to every country. But if you're traveling, Apple Maps is going to be able to now give you those 300 airport details pertaining to what you need to know when you travel. So uh, if you're using Apple Maps, that's probably going to be very advantageous. If you're traveling and wondering, especially now that we've got vaccinations rolling out, it's going to constantly change. So uh, this is a good advantage for anyone using any kind of map program. Right now, Apple Maps is a leader in this degree. Speaking of maps and airports and, and getting lost, <laughs> uh, which a lot of us tend to do when we get into big places, especially in places, you know, towns that we're not really familiar with, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to say, okay, I just got into the mall, for instance. Where's the store that I want? Uh, how far away am I? Usually it's at the other end, of course, you know, that's, that's just nature. But Google's trying to do something about that now. Well, we're seeing with augmented reality really starting to ramp up, and we speak about that in, in a couple uh, uh, episodes earlier, but Google Maps is now integrated with, right now in three malls in the U.S., uh, and also it's going, once we can actually get into uh, major events, whether it's like a, a football stadium, hockey stadium, uh, but Google is now giving you the ability to put in your directions or a store, as you brought up, a retail store, you're in a mall, and you're thinking, okay, where is this? Now, the old ways, back in the 80s, there would be this big billboard at the front entrance, and it would have a sticker saying, you are here, and you would have to try and remember, do I go straight, left, up, down, which, where was it again? So in this case, Google Maps now comes with an instructions where you can enter where your destination is, hold up your phone, and just as if you're taking a camera, you're taking a photo, it will show you with animations, arrows, and a little pop-up window to say, take the escalator, turn left, and here's the arrow where to go. And then your destination has arrived. So just like your car, except now you'll be able to walk and use your phone, hold up your phone, and it will give you directions where to walk. This is a great idea, because someday we are going to be allowed back in malls, you know, the 8 million of us on a weekend and stuff like that. This is that's really going to come in handy uh, for people that are trying to find that sort of stuff, or, or you know, anything that you're looking for in airports, especially in some of the larger airports. Uh, we're kind of a, kind of a fixation on maps here, because Google Maps is trying something a little bit different. They're, uh, they're trying to become green now. I think we're going to see many social media are really plugging the green side, Bill. I mean, we've heard about the carbon tax. We've heard about the environment. We've, we've heard about the, the Paris Accord, all of the things that they've been talking about. Well, 
all of the big guys, social media, computers of otherwise, are all trying to do their part. And adding on to the, yes, to Google Maps, is the fact they're trying to be more green. And how do they do that? Well, first of all, you enter your directions and you want to go to your destination. Well, Google Maps will now start moving drivers to greener pastures, if you will, and give a strategy to better get you to the route that doesn't uh, in- institute so much of a carbon uh, uh, delivery, meaning that you may be taken down a side road or a back road to, to remove congestion uh, from the highway. So you might be looking at your map going, really, Google, you want me to go down that road or you want me to take what rural road concession number what? Um, and the reason it may be, th- you might be thinking Google's throwing you down some weird path is the fact that Google is now working to monitor how much traffic's on the highway, and they're going to be altering people's destinations by trying to remove that congestion, thereby creating less of a carbon footprint. I think this is a great idea, and, and I'll give you a perfect example of this. Uh, you and I love Blue Mountain, right? I mean, Michelle and you love oh, to yeah. go up there. We love to go up there. If you Google map from from Ancaster, Hamilton, wherever, to to up to there, they will send you up the 400 to Barrie and then across over to get. That's not the fastest way to get there. It's, it, it takes much longer. It's because it's a major highway, and they want you to go on the highway. So with this particular app, what they're going to do now, I, I know what five different other ways to get there that are faster, but it's as you say, it's on secondary roads. Why not take the secondary road? Because it's it's going to get you there faster. Uh, it's you know you're not going to be get stuck in congestion. It's a, it's a much better way. It's about time these guys came up with this. I think we're going to see this with a lot of the different social platforms. Apple Maps, I know, is already moving in that direction to try and focus on that. But again, as we're uh, uh, as the data, by the way, I should also segue that with Google Maps coming up with this platform. One of the other things Google's asking is again data. They're going to be wondering if you're driving a Tesla, they'll actually map out specifically where to go to get your car charged. And as we know, in the forefront of what vehicles are supposed to be, that's also another feature they're going to be integrating into that bill is uh, electric cars will be sent down one path and other vehicles will be if you're a a carbon burning leaded fuel or unleaded fuel vehicle they're going to be sending you down another path i mean our artificial intelligence is getting that smart it's trying to uh utilize the vehicle you're in to the path you should be taking uh, what's going on with Facebook? There's a big battle going on about uh, about properties here and published articles, and I know they they threaten the Australian government, but I mean this is going to impact Canada as well. Well, Facebook is saying, and Canada is now on the I'm going to say chopping block, but uh, at the at the point of where Facebook has said uh, this is of likelihood. A worst-case scenario, Bill, just to be clear, Facebook has said this is a worst-case scenario. If we can't find a solution, Facebook will cut off any shared media messaging, meaning any of the public media, such as Global Directly, 900CHML, if it was to be shared on Facebook, they may be turning that off, meaning no one could comment, no one could share, no one would have access to it through the Facebook platform. Now, we saw that with Australia. They managed to pull that stunt down there, and it created a lot of ruckus. Um, and I think I mentioned that before on Tech Talk. When Facebook did it, it was a bit of a shock. But truthfully, they did it, I think, for a beta testing. They were doing a pilot project uh, as they were in uh, discussions with the Senate directly about how they would compensate publishers. They cut them off for the reason of figuring out how would it impact? How would it 
um, you know, what would go wrong? Did they have the algorithm correct? Anyway, I think they perfected it. So what that means is that if Facebook and Google, for that matter, and, and Amazon and Microsoft, all of them are being pushed by the government to start uh, uh, supporting the local publishers in Canada. So, and because they're taking a lot of their gravy, the advertising that's being done through these platforms, Google and Facebook is profiting, yet they're not compensating for the journalistic delivery. I mean, you just can't come up with tech talk like this, Bill. This is, this is a natural <laughs> art, you know? And I mean, Google's just taking all the advantages of what Bill and Adam are talking about. So with that said, this, the Canadian Senate is really pushing hard. The, the heritage minister has stated that they are going to be coming after uh, Facebook and Google, all the big guys, and they're looking for a couple things. Number one, prioritizing Canadian content. So instead of surfing through your Facebook, you're not looking at, you know, Fox News or something happening in Alabama. It will give you more local content that is relevant to where you are. Number two, financial support, supporting Canadian uh, media outlets, giving them the financial support the same way that Global supports in regards to paying into its fees with SOCAN and otherwise. Next, taxation. And we all know tax works, right, Bill? I mean, if you're going to oh, tax yeah. <laughs> something, you're going to see nothing but improvement. That's going to be the third component <laughs> to this whole element. So that's going to be interesting to see. But if it goes through, I will say this, it's going to change everything from Netflix to streaming to hosting. I don't know if it's going to be a very good move if the Canadian government comes up with a regulation body on this because small businesses are so dependent on these platforms for their survival. Absolutely. Uh, listen, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned your buddy Elon Musk, who's uh, feeling pretty proud these days. You know, the the, the space program that he's involved in is working. And, he's, and, he, and, a, and a couple of years ago, I still remember you and I talking about the Tesla was in pretty rough shape. Things were not going well for him at that time. That's improved right now. He's feeling pretty good. And actually, he figures, you know, he's he's going to overtake Apple. But Apple's not going to just concede, are they? No, no, not at all. But I think what happened this past week, and it, it was interesting, he actually tweeted out that, uh, get ready, uh, Tesla will be bigger than Apple. Now, it didn't last more than about 15, 20 minutes, and it was deleted, but not before the Internet got a hold of it, and they literally took a screenshot and then started circulating it. And I think what we saw there was Tesla either has something in behind the scenes where the board of directors are going, this is going to be amazing, get ready. I don't know what it is, but I know for a fact Apple, and, and we've spoke about that many years ago, where Apple actually has their autonomous self-driving vehicle that's fully electric electric and they hired a boatload of blackberries qnx engineers which gives me merit to think that apple's going to have a pretty solid vehicle when it comes out they've also made partnerships with hyundai and kia and i also learned that they're going to be using uh their foundations with a unique apple car so it isn't going to be anything about hyundai or kia hyundai and kia has more or less said we're going to work with you to build your apple car but it won't be that model of vehicle um um, and what I see here is that Apple is about to come out fast and furious with their new car. And I mean that literally. It's probably going to be electric. It's going to be quick. I'm sure Vin Diesel is going to be using it in one of these new <laughs> movies coming out. Um, but it's coming out fast and furious. And Tesla is not is feeling a bit of the pressure of what's going to happen. So anyway, it was removed. And a lot of people are thinking Elon Musk was trying to play the stock market. And he got in trouble that one time for claiming something a little bit too prematurely and it impacted the stock market. So he removed the tweet, but it's already ruffled the internet quite a bit right now. 
Uh, I still remember the conversation you and I had some time ago when the folding phone came out, because you just love new tech stuff on the, on the market. Uh, it hasn't really taken off the way that, uh, that they thought it had, but that hasn't really deterred Samsung, has it? No, it's not. You know, I always like to make a joke about this, Bill, because every time we do Tech Talk, we talk about these new technologies, and it's funny because my opening statement to this is, do you remember the folding phone, how, how, how yesterday that was? No, I mean, nobody wants just a single folding phone. Well, Samsung's now coming up with a three-folding phone. What's that mean? It means that it's going to work like a letter. You know how you take a piece of paper? Yes, back in the 70s, it was actually made of pulp and fiber and so forth. Anyway, you fold it into a letter on one side, folds again, and the new Samsung has a three-folding phone, and this is going to be the... You're right. I'm I'm just... Can you hear my excitement? Just to build on this fact, because, you know, I mean, the Fold 2, uh, uh, which we said about three weeks ago, is like just... It's so boring. Nobody wants to talk about that. The new folding phone has three folds, and what that means is think of it as a tablet, Bill, and you can now fold it once, fold it twice to the size of a handheld phone. That's going to be what they're anticipating is going to be released by Samsung this year. So hang on to your money, folks, because I assure you this is not going to be cheap when it actually comes out. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, lots more to talk about. We'll have to hold this off until the next week, though. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this usually every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man with Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Thanks for coming in today early for this to get this thing done. Uh, enjoy your Easter weekend, you and Michelle. I know that she's planting the eggs around the house right now, so uh, it'll be an eventful weekend for you guys. And uh, we'll talk again next Friday, okay? Thanks, Bill. Have a great Easter. Take care. You bet. Adam Oldfield and Tech Talk. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.